listeners out there in podcast land. Uh, welcome once again to the Hubgrass. On the Hubgrass, here we are. I am your host, uh, Mason Betterly, joined as always by uh, my co-host, Matt Arterberry. Always bringing you the best in Disney-related content. Always asking the questions that nobody thinks to ask. For instance, Jessica Rabbit and Roger Rabbit. Would they have rabbit-like human children or human-like <laughs> rabbit children? This kept me up late last night, and I wanted to put it to you. What, what do you think on that? <laughs> um, I think they'd probably just have human-like children. Like, maybe like a furry. Like, they're like human-like, but with Like Lola. Because I was thinking heads. Lola Rabbit or Lola Bunny or whatever. Yeah. Which I know is kind of probably, probably closer to that. I know that's Warner Brothers, of course, but <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 her her phys- or like her physiology is very similar to to Roger, I think, a little bit, right? Well, I mean, they're rabbits, so oh, she's she, she, well, yeah. Well, I, I know. So like, I I think there'd be a little more melding of the two species than just a straight humanoid rabbit it would be scary it would be scary it'd be very odd hey did you know did you know zendaya is playing lola bunny in the new space jam movie i did and and and, and the way they're marketing it is very sad because it's like we only care about zendaya and like what about like all these like classic voice actors that are voicing these original character or these classic characters what the heck yeah it's it's really weird and it's like the one ad that specifically showcases that is really yeah it's really bad cuz it it yeah. cut to like yeah. stock footage of her at like some red carpet event it's like what who <laughs> what back alley company did you get them to market yeah. this and then i have another do you, do you plan to watch that movie? what do you plan to watch that movie on? You know, like, you don't plan on watching a car accident, but you do see one every now and then. So probably, yeah. probably, I have HBO. I think it's out on H. Going to be out on HBO Max. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I'm pretty. If it if it does that, I'll I'll definitely check it out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if not, then not. I'll just wait until it pops up wherever. Because, I mean, I'm interested to see how how they're doing weird things in the film. So, why are we promoting something Warner Brothers on a Disney podcast? <laughs> That's the question. You see, everything's yeah. been out of whack since they started tearing down Toontown. You know, it's it's all that Toontown oh, yes. politics. Um, that, that, that is very sad. I've seen some footage and video and photos and stuff. I'm like, oh, too much. <laughs> I, saw somebody, I saw somebody post the footage on Twitter, and they were like, at least put some googly eyes on the, on the, uh, on the equipment as, as it's tearing everything yeah. down. Uh, <laughs> put, some, put it on the tractor. Or whatever. I, yeah. I, 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 just, I just think, like, Chapex in his office... Just like have you have you seen? I'm sure you've seen Last Jedi, um, the Star Wars Last Jedi. That meme of Kylo Ren being like more, more, and so Chapex is like tear it all down. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't have a very high opinion. Yeah. I saw him giving an interview 
um, related to, and I don't want to go too far into don't it. Don't get me started. What? Don't get me started. You, no, don't right, get I think me started. You know, I think you know what I'm talking. I'm going <laughs> to talk about. But I was just thinking, but ironically, I thought of a different scene from, uh, or a different quote from The Last Jedi. And he's, and I was just thinking, like, amazing. Everything you just said was wrong. Because <laughs> he was. He was just, like, he's just entirely misinformed about things. And it's, yes. it's, <laughs> it's, it's shocking. It's shocking. How much he's misinformed. It's possibly shameful. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. Um, but anyway, on to uh, the main topic for today. Um, the main thing, unless you had some some shocking new news that came out um, within the last couple days. The only thing I'm really hyped about is Casey's Casey's Corner is finally opening up. Heard which this, yes. I'm pumped. Well, I, I'm pumped. Um, they just announced. Uh, Trader Trader Sam's is going to be opening up soon. Well, at least Disneyland. I haven't heard about Florida, but I oh, heard okay. Disneyland's Trader Sam's Trader Sam's opening back up soon. That's exciting. Um, and they did make a they did make a minor change to the menu. Did you hear about that? Hmm. No, I they didn't. have changed the name of the shrunken zombie head to just the zombie. Interesting, because yeah. shrunken is now offensive. Interesting, interesting. Well, and no, then, I, 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 yeah, yeah. It, it's I, I don't care really, but it, it's just weird. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's it's. I mean, if you're gonna, I guess if you want to. Well, no, it, it, my, my, yeah. My my fear of it was we're we're walking to either one. It's going to be blank walls and empty shelves <laughs> at this point. Yeah, well, I'm just glad it's reopening. Um, I mean, I love yeah. Trader Sam's, and um, you know, I'm excited to get back in there sometime soon. Um, mm-hmm. It is a cramped space, so I understand why they've held, especially yeah. the, especially the Disney World one. I understand why they've held off on that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but but yeah, um, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Jumping over to the main topic of our episode, uh, we wanted to try something new. Um, and so we have concocted the idea of an extinct safari. Uh, so we are going to be exploring the history of a Disney attraction that is unfortunately no longer with us. Uh, we hope to make this an ongoing uh, series as part of our show. We, we like to try and mix up the formula every now and then. Uh, so today we are starting our very first inaugural um, extinct safari uh, with the much beloved, the much feared, the much complained about by angry moms. The one and only alien encounter, extraterrestrial, um, or is it flipped around? Because I never know if it, it's extraterrestrial colon alien encounter or alien encounter colon extraterrestrial or just alien encounter, a Spider-Man adventure. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know uh, how they particularly 
go about that. But it has a lush, a lush, wow, lush history. Uh, spans quite a quite a few years, um, and then of course it was open um, technically from December 1994 to 2003, and then famously it was switched over uh, at that point to um, Stitch's Great Escape. And I have a lot of notes on this. I did a whole, I, like yesterday morning, I was just, I was in a fury taking notes down. Um, and then, of course, Stitch's Great Escape went from, uh, went to um, seasonal operation in 2016. And then as of like 2018, it, it's dead. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, d did you ever get a chance to experience Alien Encounter? So, I I was in the parks when Alien Encounter was um, still available. It was um, operational, yeah. Yeah, because the last the last was was, was 03. and that mm -hmm. that was around my second trip to. Um, Disney. I was actually. I guess that later that that falls when it closed was my second trip to Disney. Yeah, I was a little baby boy. Um, I, I in the sense that like I was pretty easily frightened as a child, mm -hmm. um, and didn't really care for many intense things like scary imagery and things like that. Um, so I knew from a very young age that I was not going to ride this ride, <laughs> um, and I, and, and I. I remember walking through Tomorrowland and seeing the sign. The sign was very ominous mm -hmm. and was very absolutely. It was very different from the rest of the was very different from the rest of the Tomorrowland. It was it was totally it seemed very out of place to me, and it definitely felt um, like I said menacing and sinister. So I knew I was like I'm just going to ride ride Buzz Lightyear and we're going to have fun over there. Um, but yeah, I was not about <laughs> to ride Alien Encounter as a young child. Um, I did, I did um, ride Stitch once, um, so I do, I do have some experience with Stitch. But I never took the leap and and hopped into that into that theater in the round while the alien was involved. Yeah. Um. So, um, I, I, uh. <laughs> I had, um, I guess, I guess, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but, um, my, my parents really were very pro me trying the ride. I don't know if that was a, okay. they liked seeing <laughs> me terrified or they just wanted to push me to be brave or something. I don't really know sure <laughs> um but uh i i did go on i guess it was around 2000 or so um and uh i did experience it and i got a bravery pin out of it um for being you know brave kid and stuff uh but yeah it was it was definitely an experience it was definitely terrifying um but the thing is you don't really you know it it's weird because you're sitting down and you know i, I was thinking about this um 
when I was went on to Stitch's Great Escape because you know I I can't help but think about the original mm-hmm. when I go on there. Um, yeah. So I guess it was the last time I was on. I was like, you know, it's interesting. You get so frightened on this ride, and they really do mm-hmm. such an amazing. Or you you did get so frightened on this job, on this ride, and you're just sitting there. You know, it's not even like you're moving. You know, you're staying completely yeah. stationary. Um, and so that's that's a crazy thing. But um, I did get into a lot of you know the the history on this attraction, um, mm-hmm. and. Did you know, like, the the crazy star-studded cast, like, we started out with, with this ride? It's insane. Well, yeah, because I, I know that, that the um, the original, um, the voice of the robot in the pre-show was uh, a very famous uh, SNL yes. actor. Um, and... They actually, he actually got cut like after six weeks of operation, um, where they brought in a new voice actor um, to voice him. I forget it was who Tim it is Curry. Off the top of my it was head. Tim Curry. Yeah, t- yeah, 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 Tim Curry, Tim Curry. <laughs> um, because because there was a big disconnect between the pre-show and the the actual show itself. Yeah. So they after six weeks after six weeks of operation after six weeks of opening, they decided to take like a three to four month. I think. I think it was, maybe it was maybe three to six months. Yeah, it, yeah, I think it was uh, six months. Closure, yeah, closure on top of that to totally retheme the pre-show so you felt like it was going to be a scary ride um, even from the pre-show because that, that that was a big problem with, with guest response at the, the commencement of the ride is that the the pre-show is very comical and, and humorous and then you walk in and there's blood splattering everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um do you, do you want do you want to hop into like the, what will actually happen in the ride first, real quick, just so people oh, have sort of a, an idea? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I can give I'll give everybody an overview of kind of how the ride went. Cool. Um, so, how it originally started with uh, was at the time with their revamp of Tomorrowland. It was the Tomorrowland uh, Convention Center, and it was taken over by Excess Tech. Um, or they were hosting there and, uh, the show was kind of set up in three parts. Um, and so the first part being basically while you're in line or in the first main room, you have a video presentation, which is from excess tech, which is talking about how, um, the, uh, you know, just all of the advancements they're making in technology and stuff. And they want to bring someone using their new teleporter machine, um, you know, across the galaxy or whatever over to them to, mm-hmm. to you know, to show. Um, and that is actually, it, it blew my mind when I found this out. But it was hosted by Tyra Banks in this ridiculous green alien makeup and uh jeff jones who people might know from uh a lot of a lot of 80s uh movies but namely beetlejuice um or amadeus if you've if you've seen amadeus i know that's actually more of a fringe one but i really like that movie um (laughs) but yeah he's the dad or or, or, or ferris bueller what was that 
Or Ferris Bueller. Yes, Ferris. Oh my gosh, yeah, the principal in Ferris Bueller, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, so he was very prominent uh, at the time there. Um, so, you know, 1994, you know, it makes sense that he'd be showing up. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so he's like the president, I think President Clench, I think was his name. Mm -hmm. And Chairman. he was, uh, you know, you know, just sort of, he seems very pompous, uh, you know, and <laughs> I think the motto for their company, Excess Tech, is, uh, if it can't be done with excess or excess, uh, then it shouldn't be done at all. Um, which I kind of love the wordplay on that. Um, yeah. but then from there you're brought into a pre-show, uh, the, uh, or a second pre-show, which is, um, with scruff or Skippy, um, which I love Skippy. Mm -hmm. Skippy was this little alien <laughs> yeah. that, um, was in the show and he, I, he was just this cute, cuddly little thing. And I, to this day, I want a Skippy stuffed animal. I, <laughs> I've always wanted one. I don't know why. They're out there. Oh, oh I know. Oh, I know. But I just <laughs> haven't been able to get my hands on one. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So Skippy is in one tube. And I guess in the main version of Alien Encounter, Tim Curry uh, played Sir, which was simulated intelligence robot, and he mm -hmm. basically tortures Skippy by sending him back and forth, but like I think knowingly incorrectly, so that it <laughs> burns him, and it's really sick. And I know they, re I, I realized that they did that to make people uncomfortable so that if children weren't going to be able to do the sh like do that, then they're definitely not going to be able to do the mm -hmm. show and kind of weed them out. Because the interesting thing that I heard while I was researching this was, um, of course, a lot of people know that the idea was originally going to be that it was the alien or the xenomorph from mm -hmm. aliens mm -hmm. because uh, Michael Eisner wanted more intense attractions in the park. Um, and he wanted to bring that in, but like some of the older Imagineers were like, absolutely not. And so they talked yeah. to George Lucas, um, who was mm -hmm. kind of helping out on this project. Um, originally he, he at, the closer they got to the actual ride, he got further and further from the project. Cause he was actually focusing more on, um, I think the Indiana Jones, uh, ride in Disneyland. But Correct. he yeah. went in and at the behest of these Imagineers sort of dissuaded um, uh, Michael Eisner from using the Xenomorph. Uh, so, you know, mm -hmm. they but the idea that the younger Imagineers wanted behind that was if you know it's the Xenomorph, you know that it's going to be for adults and you're not going to bring your kid in. If you don't have that brand awareness kind of deterring you from the get-go, you're going to bring your kids yeah. in. So it was sort of a built-in deterrent um, initially. Yeah. But but when they didn't have that after the you know initial six weeks, um, 
you know, with all those complaints and all that tweaking and stuff they had to do, they had to figure out a new way to deter little children from going into the show. So it was by making a more, uh, making the, the robot in the opening with Skippy a little more rough and cruel and uh, a little more yeah. ominous. Yeah, and, and the interesting thing about that is, from what I understand, is that shortly after that, upon the second opening of the ride, the reopening of the ride, there was a sign outside that said, if, like, kids 12 and under shouldn't ride this ride. Yeah. So they're, they're very explicit, and obviously you could easily walk past one of those A-frame signs and not read it and kind of ignore it. But as a, a parent, I feel like I would be very, like, there's aliens, I have a young kid... It could be fun. It could be scary. And then I, if I would like, I would kind of look around for signage to see like if there's a height requirement and things like that. And I, if I would tell that, I would tell, if I would see that sign, I'd be like, oh, maybe I shouldn't walk in here. But for parents still to go forward and put their kids on this ride, even though there's like a very explicit bit of signage that um, said like you shouldn't do this, and and also I think the the ambience around the ride in general, even like that sign is very like sinister and oh yeah and foreboding, and for parents kind of like oh like whatever no problem like we'll just go for it well, well it's Disney and, and 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 I think that was the reasoning behind George getting involved, but also those those older Imagineers getting involved, saying like hey this is Disney and maybe trying to like make your kids and like your, your, your guests, like pee their pants in fear and like have them cry as they're exiting the ride. Maybe isn't the best idea in the most magical place on earth. But at the same and time, I, I, but at the same time, you know, I think it's, it's all right to have, you know, some of those more intense attractions. I'm, I am definitely, sure. um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very pro alien encounter. Um, I think, okay. especially in Magic Kingdom, you know, parents probably are after, you know, the fifth, mm -hmm. well, because, I mean, considering when it was in the park, you know, you had a couple more dark, like, you know, fairy tale dark rides and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, what and one attraction there that's specifically, you know, a thorough ride for adults, I, I don't think is too bad. Um and yeah, that's fair. you know, it, I I hate. The more I think about it, the more I hate Tomorrowland just because of how oh, dead yeah. it is. Like especially now, because now there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there, and I don't know if the laugh floor is open again, but that's kind Not of a yet. dud attraction. Like I enjoy it, but it's it's a dud. And you have yeah. Space Ranger Spin, which is okay. Then Carousel of Progress yeah. and People Mover, which are both mm -hmm. I don't know. They're both they're war horses. <laughs> so I don't I don't have yeah. a problem with them. And then, you know, Space Mountain and it's just sort of the whole land right now is just so uh and um Yeah, yeah, yeah. and now we have Tron coming in, so Okay. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> no, it. Yeah, no, I know. And um, I was doing like I do some research as well before the show. And the one thing 
I, I, I think Alien Counterweight would have made sense if they would have continued on with this kind of refurbishment and retheming of Tomorrowland, where they're really pushing this idea of a spaceport and like XS was this new company in, in the spaceport and they're trying to bring new, new technology to Earth mm-hmm. and things like that. But it was never like a commitment across the entire, entire rest of the land. I know that you you kind of get a little bit of that spaceport vibe in the People Mover and some of the commentary in um, Space Mountain mm-hmm. and things like that. But it was like, it, w- it wasn't a full commitment across the entire breadth of Tomorrowland. And one thing I found interesting was I was as I was reading about the alien um, theming is that prior to them doing this theater in the round um, ride, they were looking at putting in a kind of Space Ranger spin style ride. Um, or a la uh, Men in Black, yeah. where you were actually going to be hunting down uh, xenomorphs, like in, in the second Aliens movie, um, on the Nostromo, which is the which is the ship um, in the Aliens franchise, um, which I think that would have been still intense, but also a fun way to go about it versus um and we'll, we'll get into the actual meat and potatoes of the of the actual experience of the of the ride mm-hmm. um which i think that might have been a um easier thing to do and i think they felt somewhat confident of using the aliens characters because they were already in the great movie ride at that point yeah um, with the, the Ripley and the Xenomorph scene um, in the Great Movie Ride, so it it made sense. But I thought, it, for me, I like when I don't like to have too many IP spread across multiple parks. I think if you want to have an IP in a park, then that's their park. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one the one thing I the, the one one reason why I struggle with Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, I, I I really enjoy that ride. Buzz is one of my favorite characters in the whole Disney canon. So I like that he has his ride, and the and I, I love Zerg and things like that. So I'm happy to see them. But I, it's it's kind of odd that Buzz is in Tomorrowland, and the rest of the characters and their rides are in in uh, Universal or not Universal, but Studios. So that, we'd have that a problem was, if they were in Universal. There, there's yeah, we already yeah, they already course. have so you yeah. know Marvel there. You can't you can't double dip yeah. like that or triple dip. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's a, that's a whole other can of worms there. Um, but I think it's I think it's odd that they I don't know I don't know they, the reason they took the xenomorph out was because they thought it'd be too scary. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the way they lived about the, the ride itself was also like equally frightening. Um, so I, I and and, that, and that's where I struggle with like Lu, Lucas saying like oh we like not have such a scary ride but they still came up with this large winged <laughs> um yeah alien to do you attack, do you think yes do you think the, the the attraction would have lasted longer if it was in um hollywood studios or mgm at the time <laughs> mm-hmm. no i I, de- I definitely think it would have because Studios is more has more adult oriented rides. Obviously, we have Tower of Terror, we have um, Rock and Roller Coaster. It would have fit within that theming a little bit more of like bringing you into the movies. And if they did use the Xenomorph, I think that would have been a lot more fitting than um, than bring into the more family friendly Magic Magic Kingdom Tomorrowland. Um, and, and and I have no problem with there being a presence of like an alien attack. 
um, happening in this spaceport. And I think that's why more of a space ranger spin men in black style ride would make more sense. Um, in magic kingdom, because it's like, you're not being like directly, you're not in direct contact with the alien where you're like, it's in a distance and you're like on this adventure, trying to save the spaceport. Um, where <laughs> in this ride, you're a uh, part of the experiment, um, which is even more kind of sadistic and, and dark. Um, and I think that, like I said, would have fit better in MGM at the time than, than it would in magic kingdom. Yeah. No, I, I completely get it. Um, honestly, I wouldn't. Well, we still have a lot to get through with this with this kind of overview. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before I give my thoughts on on that, um, let, let's just jump back in really quick. So um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you have the video uh, exposition, if you will, trying to set up the idea of what access tech is, the technology you're about to see, which I feel that that itself is very tomorrow landy, like, Ooh, the technology of the future, which is that. So I don't have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Um, no. All right. I, I don't think that, I don't think that, you know, conflicts at all. Um, no, not at all. But, uh, so then you get brought in. So yeah, Phil Hartman originally was sir. And it was a bit more comical. Um, but yeah, so once they revamped, well, 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 his name, his name, his, his name was actually Tom at the time. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom 2000 was his original name. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I love Phil Hartman. So, um, uh, you know, unfortunately mm-hmm. I never got to experience yeah. that <laughs> version. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, I can imagine that was, that was kind of fun. But then, yeah, you have Tim Curry. Which is a bit more ominous, foreboding. Um, also, I rewatched the pre the the show that he like the, the bit he does because you can still watch the whole thing on YouTube, but it's just a little difficult because mm-hmm. I mean, after yeah. this, it's just pretty much a video of pitch black and hearing people scream. Um, but for this part, <laughs> I had to like do a double take on it because he murders Skippy. Like, he straight up murders Skippy at the end. He leaves. He does? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, to my to my perception, to how I saw it, I'm like, did he just straight up murder Skippy? Because what you have to do is you have to basically, and I guess scientifically, I guess this is the idea of teleportation. It disintegrates your original form. And then he presses some buttons, and then it's sort of like he's transmitting in the air or whatever. And then he turns on the receiver and puts it back together. But he just left him hanging in limbo. He never put him back together. He sent him back. He sent him over (laughs) one time, burnt him to a crisp, and then Mm -hmm. sent him back and just didn't turn the second, his landing spot or whatever on so he's just left in limbo hmm so i didn't realize that yeah <laughs> i was like dang bizarre oh yeah no definitely but yeah because i have a i have a a note here or, or i have one note here about it and i was like skippy murdered <laughs> 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 yeah so um 
But yeah, from there we go in from the pre-shows into the main uh, the main room of the attraction. And the thing that's very interesting about this is the attraction was originally mission to Mars. Um, so uh, this you know replaced it in Magic Kingdom. It was going to this attraction was going to replace the original mission to Mars in Disneyland as well. But once the, you know, they got this reception that they did, they, you know, put that on pause indefinitely and we got pizza port. Um, and apparently you still <laughs> see some of the initial work they were working towards with, because they were going to do another overhaul there for Tomorrowland for Tomorrowland 2055, which is shockingly mm -hmm. closer than 1994 <laughs> now. So that sleep on that. Um, yeah. Or like very, or just as close or something. I don't know. Um, I, I saw something that was like saying, you know, we're closer to, to uh, the hundredth anniversary of Disney land than the cake castle. Um, so, Oh, uh, anyway, so yeah, so they got pizza port instead in the end. But the idea behind the Mission to Mars attraction was it was a circular theater and everyone was facing the center. So uh, one of the benefits uh, or the uh, things that was alluring was you could keep that theater set up for this attraction. Uh, you're just putting the, the teleportation device in the center as opposed to the screen that I guess everyone looked through it. Um, uh, uh, for you know for the attraction so um so yeah so you have this big cylinder this big cylindrical device at the center of the room with all this machinery coming off of it um and then you get you sit down in your seats all facing it and these big arms come down which they were the same when stitch was there so if you're familiar with stitch it's mm -hmm. just the same uh, but then the um, the TVs come on and uh, Jeff Jones' character, uh, President Clench, comes on and he says it's going to be – it'll be better for me to come and meet all of you than just one of you to come all the way over here halfway across the universe to see all this technology. So, uh, you know – the technicians are like, no, we didn't do the calculations for that. We're not prepared for that. He said, no, just do it anyway. Just get it ready. And um, and his last words on the video were, prepare for an unforgettable encounter, uh, which I love. Um, <laughs> so the you get locked in place, which comes into play with the, certain effects. And... Then the way I, I seem to understand it going is they send President Clench accidentally to the wrong planet. Um, and then they're like, no, get him back, get him back. And then they grab him and send him to you. But then they realize that he is still on the planet or either that or he's dead. I, I'm pretty sure regardless, he's dead. Um and yeah 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 my, my my understanding of how it worked was is that so yeah they're trying to transport him to earth and either it was yeah 
they sent him to a different they sent him to the wrong planet and they were unable to find him to grab him and pull him back to earth mm-hmm. and so they they found like they 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 located a life form and so to make sure they did it quickly and like could keep their jobs they just grabbed that life form that they had already picked up on their scanner and then just like pulled it over to to earth mm-hmm. and so mistakenly that life form they actually grabbed was actually this alien instead of it being uh, Chairman Clunch. Yeah. So in in my mind, uh, either before they grab him or some maybe maybe the uh, creature gets him or maybe there are other mm-hmm. of that That's creature that, that are still on the planet that he's on and he you know get gets his because he he has this menacing sort of. Uh, um, evil CEO vibe about him, um, mm-hmm. and also if you look at the makeup, whoever did the makeup did a fantastic job. But oh my gosh, he's like disgusting yeah. looking, um, <laughs> which comes into play how disgusting Jeff Jones is later. We'll we'll address that. Um, also true. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so they realize all the lights go out or whatever, and then I think after that, um, at, at that point, it, whatever it is, opens up and they're like, um, does P- President Clench have wings? Uh, because apparently the thing has <laughs> wings, and I, I didn't really ever get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... Yeah, so you have this creature inside, and it breaks out of the containment field, uh, and then the lights go out, and it's crawling all around, and then I believe a cast member played a mm-hmm. maintenance worker in the in the rafters right. above on the catwalk, and mm-hmm. and mainly it was just moving a flashlight around um, to try yeah. and you know find you, and then. It it got them, you see, like you see the, like yeah. the POV camera or whatever, mm-hmm. and you see it like facing them, and then they had nice uh, warm water splatter down from the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. stimulated the person's blood coming down on you. Yes, which that's messed up. That's messed yeah. up. <laughs> well, and so I think prior to that point of the cast member being <laughs> being uh, consumed, we is is it is it after the cast member is being consumed or before that we get the the actual effects of that alien crawling, crawling around on the on the I think after the, the fact I think it's after point. the fact they, is it after the fact them. okay because okay. I think what happens is it breaks out goes up then comes down because I watched the footage again. That's correct. Um, yeah, you're right. And I, th- I think that again, it's pit- it's basically pitch black in there. I'm just watching a black mm-hmm. screen, listening and trying to piece together memories and and the sounds of what's happening. <laughs> but yeah, I think it goes up, then comes down, and then crawls around on gotcha. people, and you hear it, you know, you know, breathing on you, and oh, crazy. Yeah, it's the worst kind of it. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was interesting too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and from what I heard, from my understanding as well, is that beyond the 
you feeling the the alien like crawling on you and it's it's like warm breath and like moist breath is the terminology i've i've read um is that also you hear simulated screams from other people across the auditorium so it's not only like you freaking out and i'm sure there's actually people like actual guests screaming but there's also additional screaming added to the speakers because it was one of the first rides that used the spatial audio. Mm-hmm. So you can actually feel like depth and, and feel that this, this, this alien is crawling around you and on top of you, um, not just basic speakers, just blaring this, this mm-hmm. audio. It actually played with, with stereo audio and beyond like, the general tension in the room, they, they even up that tension by adding additional um, screams of fear and potentially maybe other ca- other guests being consumed by this alien. Yeah, the thing, the thing I remember, and it's just in my memory, I didn't see it in the video, or I don't remember seeing it in the video, um, but I, for some reason, I remember that at a certain point, you heard a scream, and then a light came down and showed an empty seat, like suggesting mm. that it pulled like a guest out of it sure. and ate it. And I remember it so vividly in my mind's eye, but I don't, I haven't, from what I did in my research and from what I saw in the video, I didn't see anything. So I don't know if that's sort of a, uh, you know, uh, I'm remembering something wrong or um, sure. the uh, what, what's that effect with the Bernstein bears and the Bernstein bears. What's that? Oh, the um, Mandela, the Mandela effect. effect. Yes. So I don't know yeah, that. I don't know yeah. if it's the TVA stepping in. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, but I seem to remember that as well as sort of like, Oh my gosh, it killed a, killed a guest. Um, which yeah. is a weird, now that I think about it, that's a weird thing that like, they're really making this difficult for themselves with the complaints and stuff. Yeah. But eventually they somehow are able to get the creature back in the containment unit and then mm-hmm. blow it up and have it explode or yes. send it away or wherever. <laughs> um, and then they work on finding clench. And I heard to my understanding, the original version, as you're leaving, shows that Clench made it out okay. Like, he's alive. Oh, it yeah, does. In the ori- okay. Well, in the Phil Hartman that. version, um, which I'm going to – I'll refer to the original as Phil Hartman because that's the only version that has him. Um, mm. But in this one, there's no evidence or anything addressed that says he made, he made it out okay. So that's mm. interesting. Okay unsettling but yeah yeah but or maybe, 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 maybe it's a good thing because he's just an evil um alien that's trying to, oh. <laughs> to take over the take over the world with his, his 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 corporate greed yeah yeah which uh you know we don't know anything about that um no not at all oh capitalism anyway um so the uh so then, yeah, you everyone exits out into I think the Merchant of Venus, and you have arrived mm-hmm. alien encounter. Um, so, <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, um, complaints over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it it didn't I, 
technically it only survived eight years uh, if you don't include the initial version. Um, mm-hmm. So then it closed in 2003 and was replaced with Stitch's Great Escape. Stitch's Great Escape, to give an overview there, you still had the video um, intro, but it was now uh, with, uh, I think, fresh animation for, for um, using the characters from the Galactic Federation. Mm-hmm. Then you go into the pre-show that originally had Tim Curry. Um, they replaced him with, and I always forget this guy's name, but it's the guy that plays Bing Bong in um, uh, oh, Inside yeah. Out. Oh, I forget his name. Why am I flaking on that right now? Uh, R- Richard Kind. Yes, Richard Kind. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And... I think Skippy is, is still there, but there's another one as well now, mm-hmm. um, which is weird because all of like the criminals are cute and cuddly in this world. It feels like, yeah. um, <laughs> but then, yeah. So then there's announcement that we have like a, like a DEFCON four emergency and you have a, like a highest level of prisoner coming in. And mm-hmm. so everyone has, gets rushed into the, uh, the theater room, and then Stitch comes, is, it greatly escapes, and um, <laughs> there are cannons <laughs> that fire on him, and he spits on people, uh-huh. and then they lock him down, and uh, actually, no, he he escapes into the park. I forgot that part. He escapes into the park. Correct. And uh, you see him crawling into Cinderella Castle, which breaks the third wall in a weird way. Because, uh-huh. like, it's weird because the the building itself is set within the the universe of the Galactic Federation. But then, when he escapes the building <coughs> at the end, he escapes to Florida mm-hmm. or Florida, um, as they call it. <laughs> And then gets into the castle. So it's acknowledging that Disney World exists, but you still aren't there in the ride. Like it's very weird. It's a very con- it's very muddled in the end. But um, but yeah, yeah, and no yeah. one ever really liked the ride. I feel like no one ever really was a huge fan. I I, I like it was just there. It felt like yeah. No, and 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 I think well, part of that 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 third wall break was part of the marketing they did for the ride. Remember, they did the whole stitch. Um, I don't know if it was when the ride re, when the ride initially opened or shortly after the ride opened. They had stitch um, like TP the, yes. the castle at one point uh, and his mischief across the park. Um, no, and and uh, yeah, not good at all. Um, it was it was fun, I guess, for a couple of days. Um, but I think for me, Stitch is a Great Escape. It was a way for them to bring in these new characters that are still beloved, and I think were especially beloved in, in that in that early two thousands period, uh, two thousand three, two thousand four. I'm sure before the movie came out, and I I think that Stitch and Lilo, especially Stitch, can have a ride in the parks. I think um, Stitch, Stitch. I love Stitch. Um, I love that movie in general. Um, but again, it was, it was a reuse of, of what Alien Encounter had there. And so it was a way to make it more kid friendly and not as dark and sinister. Cause it's like, Oh, like stitches just kind of crawling around and, and like burping in your face and stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And so I, I, I get it. They wanted to use that IP. But I think what it comes down to for me is that why it maybe didn't go over well because Tomorrowland, again, has lack of identity, has an identity oh, yeah. crisis, and has had an identity crisis for many years at this point. Um, and so I think it's kind of a disservice to Stitch in that IP was like, just like, let's just throw them in uh, because we don't want to have this scary alien anymore to understand why they maybe changed some things. And um, they also had some casting oh, yeah. issues um, with Jeffrey Jones. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Should we adjust? So it, 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 go, go ahead. No, go you ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, and, and I think if they wanted to put a new ride into Tomorrowland with Stitch in it, I think they sh- should have done it and maybe, or maybe get a new Stitch ride down the road eventually. Um, I, th- I think that's, uh, a f- I think that's a problem happened, but I think at the time, if they're done something different, or if that was the, the if, they, if that was like the initial, um, the initial use of that ride and that ride system where that kind of that, that alien breakout, I think that would have been a little bit more well-received, but there's already such bad blood around that, around that auditorium mm-hmm. and that show building just to kind of do the same thing. Um, was kind of lackluster at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I completely, yeah, I completely agree. I think it was just that it was, okay, it's really scary. Let's replace it with the cutesy character that we, you know, we just got, I think it was, it's the same ride just with the cute character, I think is what put a lot of people off towards it. Um, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're alienating the, (laughs) no pun intended. Uh, you're alienating, (laughs) you know, the people who like the ride and, but then at the same time, you're not, it's still, yeah, it was just a very weird thing. They should have just gutted the building at that point and put, you know, just yeah. a, a different ride in if they wanted Stitch represented or whatever, whatever, you know, meet the Robinsons for, for all I care. It's, it's just, sure. and, <laughs> you know, you got to consider that, you know, while the ride is being developed, you know, it's 1993, 1994, the company 10 years later is a completely different company. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. so different. And then. Um, you know, it's just crazy how much, you know, that company changed in 10 years and then 10 years on from there, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it it really didn't, um, I think keeping it, keeping the format the same, um, it just really didn't serve them well. Uh, now of course, you know, another big reason for them to make that switch was everything about, um, Jeff Jones at the time in 2002, 2003, he was arrested for, um, uh, soliciting a minor and for possession of child pornography, which is a big no, no. Well, I mean, it's yeah. a big no, no anyway, but for, for, especially for Disney, yeah. um, you know, so they wanted to get distance themselves from that. But unfortunately he was such a integral part of, uh, like, you know, the whole plot of the ride hinged on him. So it would cost mm-hmm. a lot of money to swap all that around. Um, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe it would have been easy because. Probably pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. Just just just, re, just reshoot the, those scenes with a different mm-hmm. actor. Mm-hmm. Um, my vote would have been Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Yeah. Kind of like the 
<laughs> I, I, I just picture him from from uh, Thor yeah. Ragnarok. Kind of that, so that similar feel. Uh, if it, if it uh, can't be done to uh, ex- excess, uh, it shouldn't be uh, done <laughs> a- at all. Uh. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I think that would be perfect, actually. Actually. Um, but, yeah, I... It, that that whole that, since when, when they transitioned away from Mission to Mars mm-hmm. to to Stitch, it was a mess from the very beginning. Oh yeah, um, and none of the iterations of that ride um, were really a fan favorite. Uh, I think like like you said, Alien had a somewhat of a cult mm-hmm. following amongst those that really loved that more intense feel in the parks, um, but. And, 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 I, I, and I hate to dock the Imagineers for especially Alien Encounter because it was something different and it yeah. was something outside the box. And really what we're calling for today really is that we're wanting new and exciting rides outside the IPs and that's what they tried to do. And so I hate to, to criticize them for that ride because they were trying to do something new and exciting, fight the good fight for – for the sake of new and exciting attractions. Um, and, and I, like I, and we talked about earlier, I think it was in the, in, in the wrong park. Yep. Um, if it was, if this was an MGM, I think it would totally gone over it in a different way mm-hmm. where, um, putting in, in the middle of Tomorrowland was, was the, was the misstep, um, mm-hmm. for me at the end of the day. And then, and, and then I, th- I think the reason Stitch happened was they, they needed to make a quick fix um, of a ride that was failing and had, like, wait times of, like, five minutes to walk yeah. on. Um, not 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 because rides weren't – like, crowd levels weren't high. It's because no one wanted to ride it. Yeah. Um, well, that's why, you know, inevitably and, it went and, seasonal. And, so, yeah. you know. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, especially seasonal with, with Stitch. Um, and, and, and for me, I – I I was okay with Stitch being there. I think um, Stitch is a very endearing character, um, but I think I'm more, I'm interested to see what they do going forward um, with that space mm-hmm. because I think that's going to be real um, real interesting thing um, if they stick with that same theater format or if they go completely different route and just completely gut that area. Yeah. Well, the thing. And now this is more getting into like a blue sky corner. Um, but mm. the thing that I always thought would be cool with that kind of ride format. Now they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it in Florida because of legal reasons. But um, what I thought might be cool is doing that format of ride. But mm. with Spider-Man villains. Specifically with Venom. Mm. Um, or, or carnage. Um, I, Uh or this is kind of ridiculously out there. You set up six different theaters and six different experiences. And it's all like, it's different members of the Mm. sinister six. Uh, and this is more for a Marvel land, you know, idea. So it's the same kind of ride, but then Uh you have like, you know, in one theater you have Dr. Octopus breaking out in another one you have, um, venom or carnage or whatever and you know i think i think something like that would have been fun um but that's that's definitely out there and i don't think that would ever happen um 
but yeah, I I really just wish that they could give a complete revamp to Tomorrowland and just really mm-hmm. give it some TLC. Like I'm talking like mm-hmm. at the level of uh, Fantasyland '83 in Disneyland. Like they just shut the land down and mm-hmm. pretty much you know like. is just starting from scratch because the only thing, the only things I care about there are, you know, way pushed to the back and and sunny eclipse. If I could have sunny eclipse, space mountain, people mover and, uh, carousel of progress, just the, just the rides. I don't care what building they're in. Let's redo the buildings. Let's make them less, whatever Mm. this is, whatever that is. Um, and yeah. just really, really try and revamp it. And, like, I was looking at the the old entranceway to Tomorrowland as opposed to the new one that we got, like, oh, a yeah. year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it. I don't know, like, there's so a bit more personality to the old one, I think. I, I think it might be interesting if you kind of made it like it was almost like a time, like, the entry archway was so, almost like a time portal where you're, like going into the future or something like oh, that sure. have some light effects going on. Um, I, I know that's mm-hmm. a lot, but you know, just really kind of go all the way with it. I just, there's a fear of commitment, I think throughout that land and no, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I really wish, you know, they would just go do something really bold with it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's just clunky and, and ugly. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and and that's the problem with Tomorrowland right now, especially in in Florida for sure, is that there's no cohesive vision, no cohesive theme. Yeah. Where I think one of the reasons that Paris um, really shines in there, um, well, they call it Discovery Bay, but is that like, it has a very cohesive like steampunk feel, and um, they commit to that. Where right now in in our Tomorrowland, we have Tomorrowland Transit Authority which is this idea of this being a spaceport and space mountain, which is kind of like you are in a spaceport going out into space and taking this, this mm-hmm. ride, which those, those two make sense together. They're very cohesive in the same thing, mm-hmm. but then you have Buzz Lightyear space ranger spin, which is not even on that theme. Now you have Tron, which is this um, futuristic on this power grid future uh, simulation where like there's that theme. And then they have, the the monsters inc ip in there as well mm-hmm. and then now you have this empty space where where stitch was and so there's no cohesive theme um across like the time period or the purpose of this land yeah. um and i think you got you got to commit to one outer space theme or universe where i in my mind if they want to stick with the tron feel then do Tron, like totally trick out the, the, the land to have that neon grid feel yeah. and then have the rides branch out and have that similar feel. And I think um, if they do do that, uh, it makes sense for one of the rumored replacements for, for Stitch is Wreck-It Ralph is what I've heard so far. Um and so if they do like this game grid feel, maybe Wreck-It Ralph makes sense in that space, yeah. but it doesn't make sense with the, with the other attractions 
in in that in that space. Maybe maybe, maybe that that does resurrect the theming of of Buzz Lightyear because Buzz Lightyear is, has his own video game, which we saw in Toy Story Two. So maybe that's the feel they're going for. Is maybe it's this like future virtual reality kind of feel in in the space. Well, possibly. You also have to think next year we're getting the Lightyear movie, apparently. I don't know if that's going to get pushed or what. That's true. So that's going to – and that's a – not he's a toy. That's like his actual – like the real Buzz Lightyear story, and you're going to have Chris Evans playing him, which I'm honestly mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. I'm going to be honest. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm excited for it as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, I know you love Buzz. Um, yeah, we're, we're – I guess we're Buzz – we're, we're more Buzz, like Buzz is our favorite, right? Buzz Boys. Buzz Boys? Yeah. Uh, Buzz Boys. Okay. <laughs> um, sure. But yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't, I would, I, I don't like the idea of putting Wreck-It Ralph in, in there. Um, I don't. I love Wreck-It Ralph. I actually really love the first Wreck-It Ralph. It, I think it's a fantastic mm-hmm. film. Um, but I just, I don't know if that's right, if that works, really. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. The yeah. only thing... Yeah, no, no, it, 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 yeah. I, 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 I don't love it either, but I guess if they're going that route, it makes sense to a degree, but... Again, I'm not even sure what I want there, um, but if they're going for that, that that game virtual reality feel in Tomorrowland, where the future is virtual, then it make, maybe makes sense uh, with Tron and things like that. But again, I don't know if I like it. Yeah, the the only place I really I would really be, I would just shut up and be like, okay, uh, with Wreck It Ralph is if they completely revamped. Um, the speedway and made that like sugar rush or whatever. Mm, Um, I I mean, they'd probably have to make it uh, indoors and I would love it if there were like audio animatronics that honestly, I would love it if it was sort of like a hybrid of, um, radiator Springs raceway and, uh, Mm. the, the, you know, the speed Tomorrowland speedway, like sort of a hybrid there where there were some show scenes, but then you also were racing a little bit with other, you know, with yeah. other people, it, it would be, I think that would be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think that's more of a, you know, and, and I think, I think there's space for it. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Know. Yeah. That, that's a really good idea because I was talking to someone about, um, Tomorrowland, uh, Speedway this weekend. And I definitely think that Tomorrowland Speedway, either need to just completely go or they need to have a really major retheme mm-hmm. where that's a, I think it's a really great idea to have kind of a sugar rush theming because it would, it would be a great transition between fantasy land and like, Tomorrowland because like it's because the way, the way that, where the speedway is at right now, like you can, it's right by tomorrow. It's right by fantasy land. And like, you have like that smell and sound from the speedway yeah. which i think they need to to change those to electric cars anyway but to have like that kind of more fanciful speedway feel um transitioning to fantasy land between tomorrow and i think is, is maybe the way to go yeah. um 
which I, I think I, I, I think it would work outdoors as well. Um, it would be cool if they did a show building for it, but I don't think there's space for mm-hmm. it. Um, just because right now it's butted up with with Tron. Um, if they had just like really themed up the outside with like those candy trees, the candy forest, um, and all that in that space, um, because it's right there by by uh, the teacups and yeah. all that. So I think that would be kind of cool. Well, I think I think there uh, then you would kind of get into it being a little reminiscent, and you could even play into this is have it be reminiscent of the. Uh, rock candy mountain concept from like mm. I don't know like 50, 50 th- like original 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 Disneyland because uh, they were thinking about something yeah. like that for as like an intersecting point for all, all these old fantasy land mm-hmm. attractions so you could kind of play off of you know it from the fantasy land stance of it being that candy mountain uh, mm-hmm. you know, concept, but then from the Tomorrowland standpoint, it's that virtual video game world, you know, and honestly, theming wise, you could have it front ended with, you know, a modern aesthetic from one perspective and then the more candy fantastical mm-hmm. perspective from the other. And it maybe, maybe that's a matter of going, not necessarily use using that space just as is, but also going a little vertical. So you do have a bit more mm-hmm. room to work with. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I'm not sure logistically how it would work, the spacing of it. Yeah, I don't know how much room we have. What, 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 could, could, could the load area could the load area be in that old building where Stitch was? Like you load into your car there, and then you go out. I, I need to look at the yeah. map, but I think that might be a, a cool way to you enter into this game game world this game uh like you enter on, on the grid in that in that show building and then you zoom out onto the racetrack yeah. um in like groups of five or six or whatever however wide the the, the lanes could are. you could you theoretically here's an idea theoretically could you could you flip it where <laughs> where you have um where you have the uh you gut uh laugh floor and um yeah. buzz lightyear do that inside and then level uh the raceway use that space for something else cuz you have a, spe- a read uh excuse me speedway uh you have that speedway over there now so it, then you have all that indoor mm. space. Then you can level yeah. uh, the current speedway. Use that space to go vertical with something else. Put in a dark ride. Put in whatever. Um, but you know, sure. go up with a theme in there. And then you can even mm. from there you can even do a um, more like old fashioned arcade start off. So you go into the arcade then go into the the ride and then yeah from there i i don't know because then you, you're still you're a little closer prox I, I i don't know it's it's tricky but you could theoretically make it work yeah no yeah and and, and you could do that um because on 
like where Space Ranger Spin is, I'm pulling up the map on the on the My Disney Experience app. There's a pretty large swath of land available over there. Um, mm-hmm. you, you, you just might be you'll be you'll be like right next to to Main Street if you have like a a track out there. Um, so that might mess with the the sights and sounds of Main Street. But if they're electrical cars, things like that, it might, it might not be as bad as we yeah as we originally thought. Or exactly, or it could be. Um, and, and, it, and it could open up the space over there by where Tron will be, allow me to walk in front of Tron, which I, which I guess is like the ideal viewing angle is like in front of like you like walk like that's why it's so beautiful in Shanghai is you could like walk next to that show building mm-hmm. and get immersed with it. Where right now it's kind of like stuck in a corner and you can't really view it very well from Tomorrowland. No, yeah, yeah. So, um. I, yeah, I mean, there's so much that you can still do with that. Uh, there's just so much. I, there's honestly a ton of possibility you can really mm-hmm, do with for that. Sure. Um, I, I, I'd be excited to see. I don't think we're going to see any big changes from Tomorrowland once Tron opens. I, I think it's going to stay pretty sedimentary yeah. for the next five years or so, at least. But mm-hmm. uh, And that's a shame. But yeah, um, I agree. <laughs> to get back on topic, Alien Encounter. Um, do you wish you you ever got on it, or are you are you okay with? It? Yeah, well, no, yeah. Looking back on it, I wish I'd at least ridden it once, mm-hmm. um, and just have the experience of like what this kind of Eisner era ride was yeah. like um because it's because it's it's so eisner it's 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 ridiculous <laughs> um it's one of the most eisnerous rides out of all of his his tenure um so yeah i and looking back on it, i wish i could have ridden it at least once uh, or at least chose to write wrote it at least once um but it's, cause it's one of those funny kind of footnotes in the history of of the company of like oh they actually did that which is interesting yeah um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not like I said I'm not super sad but I think as a Disney fan a Disney Park fan a Disney historian in a way um, it would been fun to actually have that first hand experience for sure yeah yeah um, you know it's interesting I think as I, I separate uh, Eisner into two sort of eras there was his like hot shot his hot shot yeah. era and then his his Synergy, <laughs> like winding down era, um, you definitely see that later. Like by 1998, I think is when he really started winding down. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I love, I love how ridiculous this is. I love how just all out it. I love the risk. I love the risk, mm-hmm. um, and that is one thing, especially at this point, he was not afraid to do, and. Uh, I Correct. I miss I miss that period when you know Disney was able to take those risks um, mm-hmm. and willing and yeah it didn't it didn't you know sometimes it works with those risks sometimes it didn't uh, in this case I you know for me it worked but I think long term for Disney at large it didn't work um, but that's okay mm-hmm. um, because I think you get more out of this and the story of this and the legacy of this than 
by playing it safe. Um, people Correct. remember this. Uh, people remember it fondly. Some people don't remember it. Um, and mm -hmm. so, but that risk was taken. I don't think you're going to remember, you know, Princess Fairy Tale Hall, uh, which I think was a very play no. and safe no, thing. No. <laughs> No, and it, 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 it was it was an attempt at an original story. It was an attempt at original characters, which is something that a lot of us in the parks community want is original characters. Um, it's just unfortunate that those characters were with attached to such um, an infamous attraction. I feel I still think like I think, like like Skippy is still a beloved character. I'm which getting is, a Skippy stuffed um, animal. I, like by the time the show it. is over. Like by the time we've been not this episode, but by the time the show is over, I'm going to have a Skippy. <laughs> I, 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 I I wish you the best in that endeavor, and, and I, it's probably easier to get a Skippy doll versus one of the the Splash Mountain stuffed animals right now. Oh so, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, and, and, and I, I, Skippy and Tom or Sir, I think, are also. Um, some iconic original characters, yeah. uh, which I think I think I think those characters are much more beloved than like the clench characters and the, those engineers oh, yeah. on that ride. Um, so I th and and, and I, I hope they find themselves back in the parks at some point. Maybe they'll find their way into the collector's vault or collector's room in um, California like Adventure. That. So maybe we'll, we'll we'll see them there. Um, Oh, fun fun fact I did I was doing some research and I know that on the collector's desk in oh, yes. um, uh, Mission yes. Breakout there's an excess like invoice yeah. on his desk which is Oh really I cool. love that so really much. Cool. And they kept so, like excess yeah. in the legacy of the park still exists. Um I would mm -hmm. love and we'll get into this more I think in a couple episodes like next month. Uh, but I would love if excess, uh, if they ever got around to a space mountain or um, or mm -hmm. some you know a space attraction based film, if excess tech was like sure. the villain of oh, yeah. that you know of the film or of that universe, mm -hmm. um, I, I would love that. Even if they did like a Disney Plus series, because I I always thought it'd be cool if they did like. Because my pitch for a Space Mountain um, film series would be more episodical uh, on Disney Plus, and like mm -hmm. the idea is, uh, you know, they're journeying through space to a specific place they have to get, um, and yeah, uh, you know, in one episode they could run into like Captain EO, uh, and then on another oh, one they yeah. answer like a distress signal on a ship and it's, you know, it's the, it's alien encounter basically, but you know, maybe mm -hmm. throughout excess tech back on earth or, you know, wherever is trying to sabotage their mission and, you know, stuff sure. like that. So I, cause I, I really well, So I'd love to see the legacy of, of that, mm -hmm. you know, still existing on. So it's so cool that to see it, you know, yeah. still referenced on, uh, yeah. you know, um, mission breakout. So I guess they technically exist in, uh, in the Marvel universe as well. Technically. That's true. It's, its own timeline. That's but... true. Yeah. No, yeah. And I think excess tech kind of plays the role of by and large in this kind of live action, potentially live action, uh, theme parks 
park attraction yeah. universe. Well, I, I think it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, and I think to kind of tie it back to um, Alien, uh, they're sort of like the Wayland Industries. I, I saw, mm-hmm. I exactly. saw uh, Prometheus in theaters, and I passed out. So I, I'm not really the most in depth on the whole Alien. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually actually really enjoyed Prometheus, but I'm 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 a big Alien fan. I, I'm very um, squeamish. So. Well, the, the the first two movies are great, and then the movies after that are obviously trash. Mm-hmm. But Prometheus was 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 a okay installment into the modern, um, or at least bringing Alien back into the modern zeitgeist. Yeah. But it 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 it, 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 it wasn't the most well perceived movie, but I still think it was. It fit that alien feel in that universe, but yeah. <sighs> well, buddy, uh, if you uh, if you check on your um, on your my Disney app, I think we have a fast pass coming on. We actually got to get over to uh, <laughs> we got to get over to the Tiki Room. Um, do they use nice. fast pass for that? I don't know. Uh, anyway, I think it's time. With all we've covered, I think it's time to get going. But we sure have enjoyed this time with you out there, listeners. If you want more Hubgrass in your life, you can find us separately um, at at Matt Arterberry and Matt and Mary-Kate on YouTube for Matt. And then if you're looking for me, you can find me at Unofficial Disney CEO on TikTok. Uh, or, of course, you can, if, if you're just looking for us together, if you want that package deal, you can find us at On the Hubgrass Pod on Instagram, where we post new content regularly. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of new content, I think, Matt, you had something you wanted to mention with our Patreon really quick before we got going. Yeah, uh, as we finish up here, uh, we. Uh, debuted our Patreon uh, a few episodes, a few episodes ago. Um, since then, we've made some updates. We've added a few, added a new tier, and also taken away a couple tiers to make it a little more concise and easy for all of you to use. So, if you want to support us on Patreon and get some exclusive content from us and some exclusive prizes, make sure you hop over there to uh, Patreon.com/slash on the hubgrass if you'd like to support us on a monthly basis to help us um, expand our show and also bring more fun and exciting content to all of you yeah it was some drastic changes phil hartman was originally there and we swapped in tim curry as well kind of weird (laughs) (laughs) um no but uh yes of course um uh if you like what we do and you want to help us make this show better because um, we have a lot of stuff we're going to be doing in the in the months to come. Uh, we're very excited about Please consider checking out that Patreon. But until next time, remember, there's a great, big, beautiful podcast, and it's just a stream away. We'll see you on the Hubgrass, folks. But was it a bunny or was